Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another actual play of Gamma Crawl X Gamma. <laughs> it's Gamma Crawl X now, John. I actually I wrote down the uh, I made a I made a logo. Oh, you made a logo, which means we're set in stone now. We, we can't we do are, anything I, else. That thing has like eighty layers in fucking Photoshop. I am not changing anything. <laughs> Nothing. You know how hard it is to make letters look slimy in Photoshop. I don't know. Like, I le- really like, don't. Like letters in real life, it's real easy to slime up. It's oh, not, yeah. I, 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 I do that re- every weekend. Ready support, uh, supply of slime whenever I am required to have one. But uh, do it on Photoshop is a trick. Yeah. So uh, Gamma Crawl X, we are in our second episode. If you missed it, the first episode was us just creating our characters. Yep. Uh, so and go back and listen to it. What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. I mean, we'll give you a quick rundown. Everyone can go around. First, though, let's uh, let's introduce our GM since he doesn't have a character. He's got all the characters. It's Quinn. Hey, everybody. It's me, Quinn, your game master for this particular game of Gamma World. Don't really have a lot to say. You know, I, I don't have anyone to introduce. I will be setting up the world here. It's going to be a fun, good time. Uh, That's I hope what we you love. Enjoy we love it. fun, good times yeah. here. Fun, good times. Is um, it too late to name my character again? Yeah. Can I just yeah. re-roll and make fun, good times? I'm going to make fun good times. Celebrate good times, fun good times, good good times. It's going to be fun period good times. He's going to be the band. Yeah. He's fun period good times. Yeah. The band fun all mutated into a single high-pitched guy. Uh, Yeah. That's what (laughs) I want. (laughs) Uh, So there you go. There was uh, Quinn. Next, we have our first character, Brad. Hey, I have even less to say than Quinn. I I got a Yeti squirrel. Wait. A Yeti giant. He's a Yeti yeah. giant. Yeah, no, I, I rolled yeah. Yeti and giant, not a Yeti squirrel. He is a squirrel, though. Yeah, that's how you <laughs> interpreted that. Yeah, I interpreted it as a giant squirrel. Uh, like, think am- anime giant, like Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist, like a huge guy. Uh, his name is Teddy Rustbin. Teddy Rustbin. Teddy Rustbin. Yep. Teddy Rustbin. Because he's a squirrel from the garbage. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that is a huge distinction. So he's a garbage squirrel. Like, he was in the dumpster when the apocalypse hit, and he mutated from that. I had been wondering about that from the introduction episode. You kept calling him a garbage squirrel, so I was wondering if that meant he was a squirrel from garbage, or if he, like, <laughs> yeah. just grew up in a garbage neighborhood. Yeah, he's not... <laughs> like, there's mean squirrels who are like, uh... Yeah, it, no, he grew up in Hubble. Well, it was a, it was a, yeah, it was a mole. It was a fair, so it wasn't a great neighborhood but yeah he was a squirrel from garbage he's from the east part of the tree (laughs) (laughs) from far east but yeah how east county squirrels is (laughs) yeah way out in the sticks that dirty squirrel uh excellent so our other character we've got jeff over here yeah uh my character's name is yugo nylartha tank Uh, Great. Is, yeah. I was going to refer to him as Yugo. <laughs> yeah, Yugo is what everyone's going to call him. Nylartha Tank is a terrible joke, and it, it's only going to show up in introduction periods. Uh, Yugo Nylartha Tank, which is hard to fucking say. Uh, Yugo is a chthonic tentacle godball monster who, unfortunately, is completely stuck and unable to get out of a tiny bumper tank. Uh, so he is stuck inside of a little rolling vehicle with tentacles extending out of several of the uh, the like 
gun turrets and windshields and so on, but he can't quite get the main body out of there, so he's perpetually stuck in a tank, and it doesn't make him very happy. Aw. Is That's, he constantly in pain? He's not in pain. Uh, he's very protean in nature, uh, but not enough to get out of the vehicle. Okay. So so he, he dreams of a day that he manages to get the hell out of this stupid roadside attraction so he can take over the world the way he wants to. Of course. Uh, until then, he's just working hard, trying to earn some money. Yeah, dread Nyarlatho tank lies dreaming. <laughs> That's correct, <laughs> yes. Lies dreaming of a day when he can get out of this stupid tank. Yeah. Uh, and he, this is, again, he, he got a, a natural 18 on his charisma. So despite the fact that he's just eyeballs and goop inside of a little cart, uh, he is extremely likable. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves a cart full of goop and tentacles. Uh-huh. There's nothing people like more than that. Yeah, so. so I submit to the court record, flubber. <laughs> So effectively, despite the fact that, that he really shouldn't be, he's kind of the party face. And again, that's because he doesn't have one. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what's going to be happening with you go, Nylartha take, John. Fabulous. Okay. And of course, I am John. I rolled up an android crossed with a nightmare. So I have an experimental uh, VR movie projection system that was on display at the fair when the apocalypse happened. And... uh he gained sentience, but only through repeated viewings of his own material. He was loaded up with horror movies at the time, though, so he mostly just zaps the most horrendous things into people's minds whenever he is dealing with them, and his name is Oculus Vive. Oculus Vive. Now, describe what he looks like, because I'm still a little... Does he look like that little robot TV face thing from, like, the Fooly Cooly anime? Is That's that... what I'm imagining. When he's yeah, I mean, the... he's not like... A man with a robot head? Okay, Don't think that. He's all robot with a robot head. He's all or, robot. He's got a TV head, mm -hmm. and he's got uh, mostly like a little wheelie body. Like, his uh, his lower half is like what you would wheel a TV around on, like your... A TV stand? Your, your entertainment center. Oh, hold on. So he's not he's not humanoid. He doesn't have arms and legs? party humanoid? <laughs> nah. Nah, that sucks. Yeah, I if, assume... If I had known that, then we, probably, we would have a way better name than the Midway Mashers. <laughs> I thought that uh, Lark was I'm vaguely the, humanoid. He was described as being a buff squirrel. Yeah, I'm the closest to humanoid. Uh, squirrel. 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 I can't portmanteau swollen squirrel right. <laughs> Rodentious. Rodentious, yeah, that works. Yeah, it's not even a word, but it sounds yeah. great. Mm -hmm. I think that gives us a great chance to re rename ourselves if we want to, because I mean, we we have like no arms and no legs among the whole the whole group of us. Oh we no, go with he's a squirrel. Form. He has yes, plenty of arms and true. legs. <laughs> he's got arms and legs enough. I got enough for everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I I got a dexterity of six, so he is not exactly great at getting around. <laughs> so, he is uh, on a TV stand. So I mean, he's. Oh, you see one of those 80s TV stands, like the, the big heavy wooden ones on wheels? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then uh, he's got arms that are just made out of the cables that he was plugged in with. Hmm. So that's how he holds and grabs things as cables whip out. This is really reconfiguring him in my so, mind. Now, definitely. cutting-edge yeah. technology on an 80s TV stand, like right before the apocalypse? Oh, yeah. Two oh, yeah, words, no, of course. Two words for you, Bradley. County Fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot our location already. <laughs> yeah. That makes so much more sense. They're like, come and see our brand new cutting edge technology. And they're like, what do we have for this? I don't know. I got some stand from my house. Welcome <laughs> to the 1986 World's Fair. We're loaded with every horror movie from the next 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> so I do feel like I have to get out in front of a joke that the audience is going to make eventually. So Android Nightmare, Electric Sheep, yes or no? Let's just get it out of the way. 
No, because he doesn't dream. He only has nightmares. Yeah. So he dreams like, of analog sheep. <laughs> dreams of analog sheep. I would have figured he just dreams that uh, that New Zealand sheep horror movie. Yeah, he just has dreams that are uh, black sheep. That's what it is. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no. They're, they're in the road and I'm trying to drive and they aren't moving out of the way. They're normally it's, just supposed to move out of the way. Black sheep is a legitimately very good movie. Oh, I love it. It's yeah. great. Horror movies from New Zealand, A+. <laughs> they're all fabulous except for... I don't know. The bad, bad ones. <laughs> Are you taking on bad taste? Yeah. A come perfectly at me. fine, stupid, gross movie. It's terrible. Come at me, bros. Okay. All 12 of them that might exist. Come on. Come on, bros that are all about bad taste. Oh, there's a lot of people that are big old school Peter Jackson fans. <laughs> there's a reason you can still buy the Feebles on DVD without like setting off a watch list alert. <laughs> well, you should. Yeah. Because that's much. also garbage. The Feebles is pretty much garbage. Yeah. But then, then again, it's entertaining. Why are we talking about this? Hey, what's going on with our amazing characters? Yeah, so you guys have just exited the back of a truck large enough to hold the lot of you. That's a pretty big truck. Yeah, It's a big truck. Wherein lies the corpse of one Slipknot. The man who can climb anything. (laughs) Shoot, our one human. Oh, man. Also, he was the only one who could climb anything. Exactly. Yeah, the squirrel certainly can't climb a tree. (laughs) Not anymore. Well, you could kind of mount a tree. I could, yeah, I could claw my way up there. You can climb some things, but you can't climb anything. (laughs) You can knock a tree in the horizontal and crawl around on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do have an athletics of plus 13. I'm pretty sure I could get up a tree if I needed to. That's my only skill. Literally the only one you rolled. Oh, well, Wield is plus two to athletic, or plus four to athletics. Uh, Octopoid is plus four to athletics. And then I rolled a two on the skill thing, hmm. giving me a total of plus 12 to athletics. Nice. I don't I don't know what to do with that exactly. I, I don't even know how it works, given that he's a tank. But I'll figure it out. We'll get there. Yeah. But you have exited onto what can only be described as a platform hanging between several interlocked trucks speeding down a vast desert. There is a large screen which has been projected out in front of you, onto which is the face of a gaunt man with a horseshoe haircut. Uh, Several TVs comprise the screen. It's a sort of patchwork network of different technologies. Stands actually ring this thing, (laughs) where people are sitting and cheering. The center of this arena is relatively dark, uh, there's a long shadow being cast by a portion of the arena from the high sun. There's graves all over the place, spooky trees, etc. Oh, I feel right at home. <laughs> but before we get started with that, there is something that is going to be important in what you guys are doing. And that's a fun mechanic in Gamma World that I think we should probably deal with now. Oh, fabulous. Which is your alpha mutations. These Ah, are fun little one-off powers that you guys are going to get basically every time you go into an encounter. So, yeah. So what happened is because of the apocalypse and all realities slamming into each other, uh, all the time people are just sort of getting weird uh, bits of other universes inside of them. So you get odd mutations, just strange things happen to you. These are actually what defines adventurers in this world. Uh, in addition to the fact that most of them are made out of two different parts of something random, like, I'm part hawk and part wheels, uh, that's, you also, if you can survive these alpha mutations without dying, then you're strong enough to go out and be an adventurer. Yeah. 
So uh, they came. This is an interesting bit of history about the Gamma World 7th edition. They tried to build uh, Gamma World as a collectible card game mechanic. Uh, you you were you had to go out and buy these cards in booster packs. Yeah, you would do that, and then players were generally uh, thought to make their own deck of cards that they would then draw from for these powers. Fuck that, though. I said <laughs> yes. Yeah. Plus, yeah, nowadays that. you can just buy the entire set from Drive Through RPG for like twenty dollars printed. So I just have every single card that we ever came out for it, and we're good. We're yeah, fine. and it's it's way better to get some weird random stuff than I made a deck of things that are specifically good for whatever I'm playing. The deck is prepared. It sits at the center of the table. All right, I'm gonna scene painting. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get me one of them's. All right, <laughs> nice. My sixty nine. <laughs> oh, the sex number. My uh, my alpha mutation is a physical bio mutation, and it is huge arms. <laughs> After we went out of the way to describe uh, to describe me as not having any God limbs, all of a sudden, just from the side of me, pop out <laughs> two beefy human arms. So they're flesh arms. Yeah, they are bulging with mutated muscle. Mm. Not unlike one mm. Vin Diesel. I yeah. prefer to think that they're popping out of your screen, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, from the side. You gotta be from the side. <laughs> from the side of the TV. So, wait, your head then? Yeah, yeah. So, so they're popping out of the sides of your head. You're. Okay, fair uh, enough. I'm waiting for the part where you detach yourself from the stand and start cruelly crawling about just a screen <laughs> on two powerful arms. Two big, beefy arms. What's up for. So Teddy got, Rustbin. That's his name. T- yeah, Teddy Rustbin. Oh, you gotta remember that, man. You what's up for Teddy Rustbin? Man, I don't know what to read off of this. So it's an alpha psychic, I think? Death reading? You have death reading. I have death reading. You learn the target's name, how it died, and one thing it thought was important. Ooh, you could use that on Slipknot. <laughs> I can't. Oh, man. Oh, he thought it's the almost climbing was really important. Useful. <laughs> now, the target he tried is to one climb corpse. the one thing he was told never to try, <laughs> the stairway to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm ready to draw my card here. All right, what do you got? Uh, it looks like I got... It looks like I got uh, Machine Command. Alpha Psi Machine Command. Uh, let's see. Target one android, robot, computer, or vehicle. And uh, attack is plus versus will. Oh, hit is dominate the target. Nice. That's pretty cool. So let's see. Special. You can cause a target that does not normally take actions, such as a vehicle or excavator, to operate as you direct. For example, you could order a robot excavator to dig a trench. That's cool. All right. I'm all right with that. All nice. Right. Yeah. Let's see. So... Now, here's, here's the basics of how these cards work for people who are interested in them. Uh, the way that they work is that you can use the power on them once, and then that sort of taps them for the encounter until they're gone. If you want to, you can try to use them in a super-powered way. Uh, that's called overcharging. Uh, when you use this power, you can roll a d20. Uh, you get a bonus to that roll if the power matches one of the powers that you have. So, for example, I mentioned that this is a Psy power. So if I happen to have Psy on my sheet from one of my two power sources that my character has, a wield and octopoid, then uh, I get a plus, I think it's plus two yeah. for each one of them that I have to uh, to those bonuses. Um, it could also be a plus four in certain situations. Uh, so, it, oh, and if you fail, then nothing happens. So it's, it's a bit of a gamble. So there you go. All right. Machine command and huge beefy arms and uh, the ability to speak to the recently deceased. Perfect. Oh, perfect. perfect. Great. It's all good. So this screen is now a light with this gaunt figure's face 
as they speak. Hello, boys and ghouls. <laughs> and welcome to another day in the Crypt Keeper's Arena. It looked like one of today's adventurers was a little naughty and tried to slip out from under our grasp. <laughs> so we might be a little short-handed today. <laughs> oh, poor Slipknot. <laughs> His slip was not successful. Got all knotted up. <laughs> and he thought he could climb anything. Now, I'm sure you all know the rules. <laughs> our entertainment here is pretty simple. We bring a new batch of adventurers here every week, set them about the labyrinthine maze of our vehicles we've set about here, and if they can find all four of my darling little gatekeepers, they'll be free to go. If they fail, well, that would suck, wouldn't it? <laughs> they would die. Huh. I would enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose that would suck. I was expecting more puns from this guy. <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> no one was laughing. <laughs> the crowd is crickets. <laughs> no, Literal <actual> crickets. crickets. <laughs> yeah, large crickets. Yeah, very large mutant crickets, and also cricket bats. <laughs> <laughs> crickets with cricket bats. Oh, shit. That sounds like a particularly devastating theme gang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The I'm cricket. taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> the cricket crickets are, are not someone I want to face. The cricketeers. <laughs> and also the rest of the parts of a cricket. Hey-oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, before you escape, I'll be here to reward you personally, if you manage to make it that far. Before we start, though... I've got a simple little question for you all. Which direction would you like to go? North? South? East? Or death? <laughs> okay, that was a good one. <laughs> little thumbs up appears on the screen. <laughs> I am serious, though. I need you to answer that question so I can raise up the gate. We'll take north. And the edge of this arena, the north end of it, you can see the chain link fence that comprises the majority of it kind of give as the truck that is pulling it along comes up closer and the gate actually sort of breaks open and right. a door uh, on the back of the truck, which is shaped like a tombstone, creaks down and falls over, leaving a cloud of dust providing you a passageway here. Are we walking through trucks? Yes, through this is a this is a labyrinthine maze of trucks that is driving across the desert. Oh, the whole arena the is whole, moving. Yes, it is being... This is a platform suspended between trucks. Oh. That are driving across the desert <laughs> and are themselves a maze of trucks. So it's it's trucks on top of trucks. And it's the, elaborate. And, the, and, and it's, the trucks at the bottom are driving across the de desert, and the trucks on top are all like dragging chain link fences behind them that create walls. Yeah. So it's kind of an eternally reshaping maze of trucks. Yeah. I'm much more impressed by this arena right now. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, all right. Well, I suppose we're going to head north. Yeah, let's, let's start heading up there. Yeah. All right. So you enter this this passageway 
and it goes from in the shadows of a relatively bright day to very quickly uh, an immediate and deeply suffusing darkness. It It is almost uh, tangible and palpable. And it's not long before the passageway begins to feel sort of damp and dank and dark. And one of you... Actually, I would love it if I could get perception rolls from everyone. I got a 20. What's up? Very perceptive is my Oculus Vive. Got a six. I have an unmodified nine. All right. And I have a modified nine as well. <laughs> Both ways. <laughs> so Oculus Vive, how how does Oculus Vive obtain sensory information? DVDs. Well, mostly Region 1 and PAL. Well, it's uh, he's got a scanner on top sort of like the uh like the uh the xbox or the playstation any of the ones that are reading your movements because the vr was supposed to beam it directly into your eyes so it would be fully immersive so it had to be able to scan around where uh all the objects and humans were so it's how he differentiates various things so kind of like a heat vision then in terms of like what you see when you're looking at Sony's it's like a Connect. weird green predator Connect. vision okay we, weird green predator it's got to be horror themed right yeah yeah okay it's grainy yeah very grainy uh, it looks like shaky cam footage. yeah it looks like yeah. amateur footage <laughs> yeah occasionally hud pop-ups will say things that are relevant to horror movies like a virginal <laughs> <laughs> jock attempt to separate <laughs> for some reason when we as the audience see this point of view, we also hear <sighs> like like you've been running with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly heavy it. breathing. Oh, did we forget to mention that his entire character is carted around by T.J. Miller at all times? <laughs> <laughs> Cloverfield jokes. Heyo. Uh, but Oculus Vive puts out these sensors, and we see from this perspective. The floor goes from the the metal of this portion of the truck, and you're hooking into another portion um, of this setup, and the ground is sort of, uh, it's more malleable. It looks like dirt, and there's a large body of water in here. You you see water sort of encroaching in your pathway, but it's still very, very dark. Hmm. There is no natural light source in here right now. Okay. What do you do? Danger! Water. <laughs> Doesn't sound very dangerous. <laughs> it is when you are me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he got me there. Where's the water, <laughs> Oculus? And then turns his screen on to just sort of static and points it towards where the water is. So it's the, the brightest it can get. And then as the static is going, it just goes, it's here. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> So you see what is essentially a small bar of uh, packed up sand heading uh, basically where the this hallway ends and it hits this bar of sand. And on either side, there is this murky green water separating it out. And the pathway ahead of you seems to stretch into the darkness relatively straightforward, but you don't know what exactly lies beyond any sort of initial branch. It's not a particularly wide pathway. Mm -hmm. um, so mobility here is going to be probably an issue. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I will flip on my tiny useless headlights. So I, I, would, I would imagine that those probably pump light out a little bit farther. No, they're worthless. 
Okay. I mean, they're on a 1970s bumper tank. They're there because of legal reasons. Uh, I guess that is probably worse than near future VR technology. So, <laughs> I mean, he's doing it desultorily. It doesn't matter. He's like, <sighs> I got to do something. I got to do this. Look at these little incandescent bulbs from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Light orange. Okay. What do your squirrel eyes see? <laughs> Nuts and nut-like things. Yeah, Ooh, much. trash water. <laughs> yeah, if the water is completely still, I'm definitely going to be throwing like a fistful of nuts into it to see what happens. Interesting. Okay. So I will ask that you give me uh, also a perception check. Let me see what the skill For list is actually. Nuts? Let me see what the skill list is because... It's probably conspiracy once you stop and think about it. Yep, I was thinking either conspiracy or or nature from the sheer. Um, <laughs> How often do we get to roll nature anyway? Right, <laughs> it's all nuts like are a... natural, and they're going into water, which is natural. Oh yeah, this this is basically a haiku right here. My yeah, own backyard. Also, he's naked. I mean, what could be more natural? Oh wait, are you? Is your character naked? Yeah, I mean, it's wearing fur. a trash can as na- for armor. As naked as a squirrel is. Like, I don't see squirrels outside and say, man, those fucking naked squirrels. But yeah, he's like that. Oh, I you always do call fucking. animal control on them. I got some pervert squirrels out here not wearing a lick of clothing. They're like aggressively naked. <laughs> they just keep coming up to me, waggling around. Listen, all you two are jerking off. I got a 15 on my nature roll. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Now, about this jerking off. <laughs> Now let's go back to the interesting part. <laughs> uh, so the nuts land on the water, which looks a little bit more viscous than you might have anticipated it would be. It's relatively still, but it's thick. and So maybe not like water? It's thick in particulate water. It's sludge, sludgy water. Um, you know, technically it's water, mm-hmm. but that's only because not it- even a majority, but a... Um, a plurality of it is H2O. It's considered water because you have to drink something in northern Florida. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of the nuts that are sitting more close to the the water. I imagine there's a small pile, so some nuts are sitting sort of on the top as these are floating down inward. The nuts toward the bottom start to evaporate um, and disintegrate into this sludge before you see... Something quickly and almost imperceptibly, almost imperceptibly flick up and drag the rest of the nuts underwater. Oh, I'm right up behind Oculus now. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I am elevating that water from northern Florida to Michigan. (laughs) So, what do you do? What's our ceiling situation like? Is it just imperceptible gloom up there? Like, what's causing the darkness? Is it a third layer of shade trucks? So yes, this was you followed one truck into another differently shaped truck. Okay, because it's trucks all the way down. So we're completely it enclosed. Every, truck you are, yes, yeah. you are moving between different uh, enclosed truck spaces. Okay, and a conceit that I'm having to roll with because of the setting is that trucks have to come in various shapes and sizes because of the weird ass shapes and sizes of all of the creatures that exist in this world oh yeah well there's there's some universe where a truck is like this right it's hexagonally shaped yeah Yeah. a hexagonally shaped truck full of goo exactly yeah perfectly normal in some dimension it's fine your regular shipment of goo truck goo (laughs) oh man car syrup car syrup (laughs) 
By the way, do we know about this place coming in? Like, I know that this is a tour circuit that we're on as we go from place to place and fight yes. these dungeons. Do we know our DJ's name? Ooh, I'll take that as a conspiracy role. Anyone who's got... All right, we're looking at a conspiracy yeah. role. All right. Better than a one, maybe? Oops. 16. Yep, better you than try. me. I, I rolled mean, a yeah, one. Sure. Ooh. So I've got a plus nine to it. I'm real good at it, but yeah, I, I just rolled two. like balls. All right, yeah. So Wait, you also rolled a one? I rolled a one, yeah. Wow. So I got a two. All right. Um, so both of you who rolled natural ones, give me what you think your character thinks this DJ's name is. Oh, he, well, the problem is he definitely thinks it's the Crypt Keeper because he has Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood inside of his, uh, his Oculus Vive nonsense. <laughs> the so Crypt like, Keeper has survived this long. He's like, oh, wow, the Crypt Keeper, neat. <laughs> I'm over here thinking it must be my arch nemesis, the Nutty Professor. Like, that's uh, the only person I could be. Uh, <laughs> nuts. I had a 16 after modifications. Okay. You know from your time on the circuit that this dungeon DJ could not be anyone other than DJ Home Box Office. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. <laughs> Is this the best you've got for us, DJ Home Box Office? Some goopy water? I'm not afraid of this. He says and starts, or Hugo says and begins to proceed forward towards the water. Ooh, treading deep through muddy water. I wonder what's the difference? <laughs> Song lyrics! <laughs> <laughs> the, the water begins to bubble and boil, and the sandbar begins to shake and shift around as the thing that ate the nuts begins to encroach upon you and a single light sort of slowly rises up out of the goop um, with light sort of spreading farther and farther around this enclosed space as the goop drips off of this large light and you can see that you are in a space where there are these narrow sandbars sort of running through the enclosure um, in such a way as to create a maze-like path, but mostly surrounded by this toxic water on the far end of this hexagonal space. There are There is another door. Um, there's actually one basically straight ahead of you, and then there's one off to the, um, the northeast. But this is a lot of room for this thing to move around in and not particularly a lot of space for you all to maneuver through. But I would like for each of you to introduce an interesting uh, feature or set of this dungeon environment to incorporate into this room. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say there are lots of, like creepers and vines hanging from the ceiling going down so almost sort of like a swampy jungle to it okay i'm gonna need anaconda someone... <laughs> i'm gonna need someone to help me out here john do you remember that show that used to be on like spike tv or whatever that was the uh the japanese game show where people people went running through like arenas and stuff ninja warrior no it's pre it's pre ninja warrior it's way what, more comedic like american gladiator Bonsai? 
Uh, Bonsai is the closest, I no, think. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. You, you know, you're remembering what I'm talking about right now. It yes. had It had really bad American dubbing over it. It was a bunch of Japanese guys in weird costumes falling down, basically. Um, and its name was some sort of like acronym. It was like X versus J or something like that. Uh, Takeshi's Castle. There it is. That's the Japanese original thing. So I'm going to take a page from Takeshi's Castle and say that there are stones making their way across the surface of the ooze, but several of them are visibly bobbing and swaying in the ooze. A lot of them are fake stones. Ooh. That's good. Okay, well, see, I was going to go stones in the water. It wasn't going to be quite as good, but since I can't now, (laughs) I'm going to say that there's like past competitors like in the sandbar. Like, so you have like limbs and shit coming up from that sand. Someone wants to use his power. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. So yeah, there there are a bunch of dead people in the sand. (laughs) There's just stacks of dead bodies. Okay, so there's there's dead hands and elves and whatnot dripping around in the sand? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, at this point, I don't think that you have much recourse but to roll initiative as this water creature has been intimidated by a tank rolling into it. (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't be? I am the most fearsome of small tanks. All right. Well, because of my dexterity, I am a minus one to my roll. So, (laughs) but I did roll a 15, so I'm down to a 14. Let's see. I'm a nine, which puts me up to a 10. I rolled 19 plus zero, which just leaves me right there. All right. Well, I was ready to go. Well done. (laughs) Okay. So this goop, goopman is starting with 16. Jerk. And there are also, as this light is cascading, you can see a couple of other creatures crawling up at the ends of different sandbars, preparing to rush down the alleys to kind of corral you in. Okay. Uh, There's three of them, or four of them, rather. Ladies and gentlemen, this monster beatdown is brought to you by the Midway Mashers. And when I get out of this thing, I'll come back and kill all of you as well. Also at 16, these minions start. Son of a bitch, minions! <laughs> but I do believe that Teddy Tr- Teddy Rustbin is holding down the top of the initiative at 19. I am. So- In the words of the Yu-Gi-Oh! theme song, sir, it is your move. <laughs> Teddy is going to quickly try and make some kind of eye contact with the two faceless things I'm with. Mm-hmm. And say, which door, indicating which direction should we be working towards oh notably i am mostly eye contact it's really hard not to make eye contact with them. <laughs> are you all eyes I thought uh, there's all a lot of eyes looking out the windows of this thing like a lot of eyes in there basically it's like one of the alternate shumagora just pressed costumes. against that window in, yeah squeezed in there he's got <laughs> eyes enough at last i got so many eyeballs it's just eyeballs and tentacles all the way in yeah so i'm just looking for a direction of the two doors that people want to work towards well let's see let's make an insight roll and see if that helps us out does anyone sure. here have anything for wisdom at all I got wisdom. Nope. Do I have wisdom? I got a plus one on it. Yeah, plus two on wisdom. Oh, natural 20. What the fuck now? That gives me a total of a 20. (laughs) Good. I'm not very wise. Well, I'm sexy. And you know it. I do. I do know it. I think you... I got an 11. I think you rolled the best. So, looking at the coursing of the pathways you are able to synthesize this information and quickly figure out that even though it appears that it is farther away, the more straightforward path is toward the door directly opposite you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is likely to be your best bet for a an efficient escape. Okay. Uh, but the other door might hold 
potentially more space heading toward the other portions of this maze that have been set up. It's not entirely clear because you weren't able to get a full scope view of this truck setup. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Let's press forward. Okay, so knowing that, uh, the first thing I'm doing is running just straight ahead, looking for the closest piece of this monster and pulling the club from my back and just trying to hit it as I go by. Perfect. Go ahead and roll that. Just a standard attack here. Um. Well, you got. You should always be using your at wills yeah. when you can. I'm going to go ahead and use something. Yeah, because aren't both of your at-wills just hit something really hard? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to use the, my power called Brick Bat, uh, since I'm using my club Yeah. Uh, as I do this. All together, I rolled an 18. Oh, so. and it's targeting AC. There you go. That is a hit. Look at that. All right, let me roll that damage. Oh, yeah. First blood to Teddy Rustbin. <laughs> I think he gets a bonus on that. So all together, the damage should be 15. Okay, so you smack... This piece of this monster, it looks like it's put a sort of weird, slimy claw up toward the sandbar, and it recoils as you can hear the bone and its knuckles crack and shatter. Uh, Are there any special effects that come out of your brick bat? Oh my god, you know, I bet there are. It knocks prone. Uh, So... (laughs) That's right, the beast prone from its... Yeah, Um, so what actually happens... You can hear its knuckle crack, and then you can see that claw pull back and slap itself on top (laughs) of this creature's head as it says, Ow! 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 I'm kind of bad for now. Yeah, so it's got a head and a hand and everything. I'm way it's more got emotions. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you're actually pretty clearly seeing its face. It looks like an anglerfish in terms of like headspace. It's got like a big bioluminescent bulb, uh, a pretty big nasty maw with like interlocked meshing teeth. I got a big big nasty maw. If you know what I mean. Eh? <laughs> oh, sorry, mom. <laughs> Somebody censor me. <laughs> hey, stop me. Yeah. I'm joking here. <laughs> um, but it does also have not entirely unlike Oculus Vive's current setup, muscly meaty arms that anchor it down with these large webbed claw fingers that are reaching outward. So it is now put that up and its giant eyes are like wincing in pain. Oof, and it's been knocked prone, which is a very bad effect to get hit with. Yes, so mechanically, because it can't really roll over in the goop. Uh, <laughs> so narratively, he's sitting there going owie as his <laughs> prone knock. Like, uh, excellent. Which actually makes it the minions and the angler crusher's turn. It takes your move action to rise from prone, right? That is correct. You give up your move action to do it. Okay, so it is going to give up its move action. Mm -hmm. Now, you were hitting and running it, right? That was basically your plan? Yeah. But I'm guessing this thing's got some range on it because it's an anglerfish. So we'll see what happens. So it it takes its giant hand off of its face, and you can see its eyes turn toward uh, Teddy as he says, You can't just do that to people! That's (laughs) That's so rude! I had no idea! And hey, you! He says, turning to Hugo, this is my room! Get out! (laughs) 
And so he takes his other muscly hand and basically tries to put it under your treads and like push you out and away. All right. 17 versus AC? Uh, 23 AC. Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> There's a reason he's in a tank. <laughs> uh, so is this a matter of him just like putting his hand down like under you and then like shoving and uh, you just don't move? I weigh way too much and I'm pushing forward. Right. So he gets a hand under me and he's like, oh. You're so dense. <laughs> what? You. I God. Hope uh, I hope it's not too late for us to talk about this. That sounds like a rule for your turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's just my reaction. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and so as he's sitting here straining and freaking out, these other things that have crawled out of the goop, you see are actually smaller humanoid figures that are in acid-proof suits with these giant skulls painted on the front of them. But they all also have a sort of ring of acid-resistant plastic material hanging around the tops of them to create the impression of a horseshoe haircut <laughs> as they are clambering down the road reaching or clambering down the paths reaching for their weapons they will be in striking range of you next turn okay now it's time for oculus vive all right uh i want to move towards those guys then hmm? like I hate these little guys. <laughs> Just roll right up to one. Have my uh, little cable tentacles fly out and just wrap around one of them in a horrible, rubbery, almost flesh-like feeling grip and just grab him and squeeze. Alrighty. I'm going to give him a good old machine grip. Oh, nice. So I got a 22 versus reflex. Yeah, that does it. Um, <laughs> so you put the squeeze on him. What does it look like as this thing dies? Does it like pop or what? So going around the midsection, you just hear a crunch as his ribs all sort of shatter and go inside of him. And he goes limp and the tentacles, well... Cables recede. Hmm. More blood than I expected. And he just kind of leaks out. <laughs> Jeez. All right. That now puts us at the last turn of the round, which is Hugo. I hope it's not too late to talk about this, he says. He's going to attempt an uh, interaction check to see if he can talk this thing down, because it was being friendly when he started. All righty. That'll be against his will. Sure. I have a 16 plus 5 is a 21. <sighs> Fine. What do you want? Uh, <laughs> We'd like to go through that door. Excuse you? That's my room. Like, th th this is my room, okay? You can't just come in here uninvited, okay? You didn't even knock. What if I was doing something? <laughs> Actually, I can't say for certain that you weren't. Well, I wasn't, okay? But what if I was? <laughs> then we would have apologized. Okay, but you didn't, so... Then please, accept my heartfelt apology. And... My especially heartfelt apology because my squirrel hit you on the head. Sorry. Fine. Do you mind if we kill those guys? Go ahead. I can't do anything to stop them. But, like, it'd be really cool if you would, like, leave me with some more of those nuts. Because, quite frankly, I'm still hungry and nobody's brought me anything recently. And it's just... I don't want to leave, okay? Oculus, kill those guys. Teddy, drop some nuts. 
I, I ruffle my fur and that's just falls to the sand below me. <laughs> so yeah, he takes his big claws, scoops them up, and then starts receding into the goo. <laughs> I love it when an evil plan comes together. <laughs> uh. Ooh, great job! Now, let's see how you can handle the rest of my boys! As we start the next round and the rest of the minions come converging at the end, um, taking on the man who just crushed to death their <laughs> companion. If it's anything like the way I handle my boys, this is going to get gross. You have children. <laughs> A thousand. Huh. Your dark spawn. They live in the woods. All right. So that's uh, 18 versus reflex. Against John, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, that'll hit. And a cocked die. And a ten versus reflex. Nope. So you take, well, that's either nine or four electricity damage. I'm going to say... I'm going to say four? Four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing that's stealing electricity damage? So, yeah, what they do is they charge down and they pulled out their, their weapons from their sides. And they saw him... Uh, they saw Oculus Vive crush their partner so they take their weapons and they both click little buttons on them and you can see a current of electricity going up these plastic weapons wow all right yeah dj home box office is investing in technology (laughs) (laughs) he invests in the future all right so the uh the screen and everything just kind of goes wonky and uh (laughs) Your vertical hold is fucked. Oh up. yeah, it just starts. <laughs> vroom, vroom, vroom. And then finally gets back together to where it should be, and the face of a uh a weird hobo guy shows up. He says, Boy, the next word out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone. <laughs> Damn it. Gosh. Oh, uh, that brings us to Teddy's turn. Because I'm bad at reading, and he was actually at the top of the round, so... I thought it was weird that they... You know what? I'm just going to leave it. It's fine. So, you got involved in my, little, <laughs> yeah, you got involved in my conversation with, uh, with the fish. Yeah. So, like, I'm just quickly picking up a few of the nuts that he left behind from his, his dumb tentacles. Uh, and then turning to my, my left and raking a claw across the chest of the closest of these guys that's coming towards me. And just trying to rip open his suit. Oh, this is also an attack, by the way. This is like a power. I mean, that is an actual yeah. thing. I mean, this is a thing I'm doing. <laughs> I'm I mean, so- I feel like at a certain point, we're going to know our at-wills well enough that you can just roll a die and describe the cool thing that happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so it's going to be a um, 17 versus his AC. All right. So, yeah, you hit him. Uh, how? What does this look like as you take him down? Because this is a minion. All it takes is a hit, and it's explode. Look at that. So, yeah, my claws, like, catch onto his weird hazmat suit, and, like, they tear across it, revealing, like, just a brutalized insides, and just throw him back into that goop where he starts to disintegrate into it, because now his suit's been compromised. (laughs) (laughs) The nuts were just an appetizer. Body smell bad. uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I'm still upsetting him. I said you could kill them, not make a mess. <laughs> we'll get that in just a second. I apologize again. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you, manners, God. Uh... <laughs> That's all it takes for this guy, some manners. Just try being nice. 
All right, and it is Oculus Vive's turn again. <laughs> All right. So turning to the guy that he just threatened, he will use his fear manifest as he beams directly into this guy's brain a scene of him getting hacked apart by a chainsaw that is so realistic he can feel it. And that is going to be a 16 versus his will. Yeah, so he puts his hand at the si- he puts his hands at the side of his head and you can see him begin to like claw at the the headpiece on the suit until he pulls it off, throws it and is like clawing towards his eyes and his body and then he just spasmodically drops to the ground and then his heart stops <laughs> as he falls down oculus vive will just turn towards the next person and go it's a feature not a bug <laughs> <laughs> uh and at that the light like the lighting in the room actually comes back on and you can hear coming in through a crackly uh, speaker box. Good job! What a show! What a show! But remember, everyone, it's not television. It's Dungeon Crawl. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer television. All right, I'm going to spin right. and, and sketch out a bow to wherever the heck the cameras are for the crowd. I don't know how I'm bowing exactly, but, you know, I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Flailing tentacle. <laughs> Are we done then? In this fight? Initiative has definitely closed out here. <laughs> I still have uh, my action if if there's one left, but if he's if he's surrendering, then we're good. Oh yeah, he I <laughs> guess what? There were four of them. Felt like there was three in my head. For some reason the scene I had conjured, even though I said there was four, had three people in it. So there yeah, there is one guy here who just puts up his hands. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, so, um, I, I thought this was a good job. I thought it was going to be like an easy gig. Um, I, I, yeah. I'll Look. graciously accept your surrender if you'll fish that guy out of the pool. All right. <laughs> like I tip I him never in nuts. left working at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> And he crawls into the goop to fish out his buddy. (laughs) It all starts with manners. Yeah, thanks. Just, you know what? Are you guys, if you guys get through this thing, are you going to like, you're going to do something about like the the DJ guy? Like, I don't really want to be here, but like, I can't really leave. So like. Friend, we will do what we can. Cool. Then like when you go into the other room, like, just take, do whatever you want, like. You know, I don't need it. If, if you can just get me out of here, then I don't need it. Great. It's a deal, friend. By the way, what's your name? God. Uh, everyone, all, I'm, I'm self-conscious, okay? Then I'm just going to call you friend, and we'll do our best to get you out of here. No, it's fine. It's Brandolf, but, like, just don't call me that. <laughs> all right, then. It's a deal. <laughs> all right. So, you make your way across the sandbars to that northern exit Mm. where upon opening the door, you do find that there is just a sort of horde and random cache of various things. Some of it's bones that were clearly just pulled out of this acidic uh, water slop, but there's also some 
good, good vintage stuff as well as assorted pieces of tech and other usables. So now's a great opportunity to draw from the Omega Tech deck. Ah, yes. The other deck that gets used in Gamma World. The other deck. The other deck. Not to be confused with the Omega Tech deck. (laughs) The skateboard Uh. to end them all. (laughs) All right. One of them thumb skateboards. Oh, man. I remember the commercials when they were trying to sell the world on thumb-powered skateboards. Ah, yes. (laughs) Back when we were young and innocent. (laughs) All right. Omega Tech deck. That's treasure in this game. Plus, you know, sometimes treasure is just garbage you find on the ground. You know, sometimes. Like this time. What do you get there? I'm, I'm sorry. So it's an Omega Zai? Z is just the name of the uh, the company or, or evil alien organization or whatever that created it in the first place. All right, so That's Zai part of the meta plot of actual Gamma World. I think it's pronounced she, but it's that word means nothing. You can ignore it. Okay, cool. It's a Tangler. It's a power... Encounter electricity, standard action, melee two. Wait, I'm guessing this is a weapon? Let me see. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll run through the explanation. So uh, this sits on your waist belt. So it's a, it's a waist slot. So basically it's a big belt that you strap on. Uh, it gives you a standard action that is an encounter power, which means you can use it once during any given fight. Uh, however, once you use it, once you use an Omega attack anyway, it's gone. That's just saying you can't use it more than once before it's gone. Uh, and then it does a fair, it does a level plus six versus reflex and then your level. So it's actually plus seven versus reflex. It does 3d6 plus your dexterity modifier plus twice your level on electricity damage. Do you have a dexterity value at all? Yeah, I mean, I probably do. I think you have a minus one. No, I have a minus one. That's fine. That's a value. So what that does is it's 3d6 plus one uh, electricity damage and the target is restrained, which means they can't move or act with a save ends effect. All right, that's not super complicated for Teddy. I mean, he's going to put it on. Yeah, he's going to put it on. Absolutely. Yeah, he's also going to use it and probably... Well, here's the thing with that. It's super great for you because both of your actions are against AC. Yeah. So giving you right. a new defense is, is phenomenal. Now, yep. Could you hand me one? Oh, yeah, of course. All right, let's see what we get. Uh, I got an unstable vibroblade. And now this is a two-hand melee weapon, or two-tentacle. Uh, it's level plus six versus fortitude, which is great for me. Uh, 3d6 plus dex modifier plus twice your level force damage and ongoing five physical save ends. Uh, ooh, look at that. You, I can take ongoing five force if I want to make this power a melee three attack instead of a melee one. Uh, it is salvageable, which is a trick in this game. Some of the, uh, some of the Omega tech you'll draw is you can keep it. It becomes less powerful, like the equivalent of a plus one long sword instead of a cool one-time power. Uh, however, salvage requires you to be certain levels to do it. And I can't salvage this because I'm not third level. Ah, so it's a one-time effect. All right, let me go ahead and get my tech. My back. My tech, my back. I'm a TV. I don't have anything else. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a photon grenade. I have an egg-shaped grenade made from strange metal alloys, and it is a uh, consumable that does radiation damage. It is a burst one within ten... And uh, it is my level plus six versus reflex. Does 3d10 plus dex mod plus twice level in radiation damage. And even if I miss, it's half damage. That's lovely. Nice. You know what I just realized is since my character has that super high AC because he's also carrying a shield, that means he's now rolling around with tentacles that are swording and shielding. Nice. <laughs> Your sword and board, you he's, are our tank. He's two kinds of tank. Yes, he is. <laughs> I love this. All right. All right, so everyone actually give me a, a visual descriptor of what your things look like. I mean, 
ostensibly Oculus Vibes is egg shaped, but yeah. it looks like a weird glowing egg that right around the midsection has a green line. And so to activate it, you just twist one, like the top part of the egg, and then that green line begins blinking and then eventually will explode into radiation. Lightsaber. It's a belt with a cool belt buckle that you can pull out, and that's what the wire is attached to. All right, well, what is that cool belt buckle? Does it say something? Like, don't mess with Texas? Texas. (laughs) It's a a Texas-shaped belt buckle. (laughs) It shoots fried onion tanglers. (laughs) 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 Mine's a collectible lightsaber, of course. Yeah. And originally, it was just one of those standard light-up plastic lightsabers that you play with once and then break. But unfortunately, the dimensional crash caused it to become briefly real. All too briefly real, because it will break down the first time I try it. Yep. There you go. All right. And if you're wondering whose lightsaber, uh, I don't know, Yoda's? It's the little short one. Yeah. If I think I remember, it's called a Shoto. A Shoto, yes. I know my lightsabers. <laughs> Man, you said it's the little short one. I was like, I know who Yoda is. <laughs> you f- fuck. <laughs> don't try and mansplain Yoda to don't, me. Don't Yoda-splain me. <laughs> No. Do or do not. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no. Shoto is what it's called. Uh, fabulous. Yeah. Okay. So, having left this room, which is filled with refuse, there's actually not, there's not a passageway past here. This is actually more or less a, um, it's a dead end where Friend was keeping all of his, his nasty leavings. Brandolph. Yeah, Brandolph. But we're not, not going to call him. No, we're not going to call him that. We're going to call yeah. him Friend. Yeah. So Friend all of, had all of his nasty leavings in here. Which is basically forcing you guys to come out and head through that other door. Okay. Uh, unless you guys wanted to try to, you know, go up and out. You know, you these are trucks. You could easily weld your way out. I'm not <laughs> placing firm restrictions on you. <laughs> we, I'd be worried that every time I open up a hole in a truck, it's just dirt going by out there. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you just know. wanted to be clear. I'm not closing any options off. <laughs> Well, you know, I also don't really have a way to weld open a truck. It's so. called a goddamn lightsaber. Well, look, guys, <laughs> if I if I learned anything from from our first encounter, he he says as one of the tentacles from the back of the tank shuts the door behind us, it, it's manners. And then he knocks on the, clo- the now closed door. Um, perfect. So it creaks open as you hear the voice box crackle on again, and you hear, "It's nice that you've learned to mind your manners because." This one's going to be a little bit spooky. (laughs) As the door creaks open into what is ostensibly a foyer in a large, like, regal estate. As with the last one, everyone give me an interesting piece of detail about this spooky manor house. (laughs) This spooky foyer. (laughs) It's on a giant truck. I don't know. Hang on. I can do this. Like, I'm imagining that this foyer also is one of those landings where it has two staircases Mm, that lead up to a sort of landing on a a second floor, a sort of mezzanine level. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say there is constantly the effect of lightning going off. Ooh, nice. I mean, probably yeah, yeah. not actually lightning. DJ Home's bo- home box office invested in tech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems like lightning is going off, and every time the uh, the lightning flashes, uh, a <laughs> new mother cries. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing lightning crashes. Okay, 
Uh, every time the lightning goes off, there's something that gets revealed, but then isn't there when the lightning stops. So it'll like flash and you'll see a hangman's noose somewhere in a corner and then it's gone once the flash stops. All right. I'm going to add that this room, the staircases are flanked by suits of what appear to probably be empty armor. So empty medieval armor uh, suits line the staircase. Unfortunately, every time a lightning flash goes off, it seems like parts of them have moved position. Okay. Between the two stairs leading up on that first level, there's like an intricately mm-hmm. carved uh, fountain of like a pile of corpses from which boils forth like a viscous crimson material, like not blood, not water, and that then just like trickles through trenches throughout the foyer. I'm imagining it's like silk ribbon. It is a machine that puffs <laughs> out crimson ribbon and then like feeds it back up and then puffs it back out again. That would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know if it's terrifying, but I want that to be what it is. All right, so a pile of corpses fountain. I'm on board. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not DMing. Take take it away, buddy. I'm I'm so used to hosting goddamn shows. I mean, I take things pretty collaboratively, so (laughs) if anyone wants to take the reins at any point, that's fine. Also, there's no monsters in here, it's just treasure. And we win, and then the president calls us, and he's like, oh, the Midway Mashers, you guys are so muscly. True. I'm God Emperor Reagan. (laughs) Hi there, I'm Emperor Reagan. I've lowered the price on beanbag chairs back to a regular, appropriate <laughs> level. For your reward, all the jelly bellies in my kingdom. <laughs> nice. Except for the popcorn ones. Those I like are mine. Those. <laughs> I did leave out the pear ones, though. They oh. taste like cat piss. I love the pear jelly beans so bad. <laughs> they taste like cat piss, Jeff. Okay, I guess that's a disagreement between you and me. All right, quick, best jelly bean, everyone go. The best jelly belly? Yep, best jelly belly. Oh, John. it's toasted marshmallow forever. Yeah. Toasted marshmallow, oh. toasted marshmallow. Watermelon? Watermelon. What? That's I mean, good, that's a good pick. Interesting choice. I, I mean, I, mean See, I get toasted marshmallow, but it's watermelon. Yeah, and, and I am actually, and I, I, this is a crazy disagreement, but pear is my favorite. Oh, well, there you go. Juicy, Only because there isn't a straight pears, lime flavor. No, you have to deal with all those... Those gay limes. <laughs> all they have is queer lime flavors. No, it's just that all their lime is either lemon lime or like margarita or some dumb shit. They don't just have a lime. You know, the good fruit. The fruit that, that's better than lemon in every respect. Yeah. As a bisexual man, I just have trouble dealing with with gay limes. I feel like they're excluding me. <laughs> uh, Look, bi is not a joke, you guys. I'm not trying to be citrus exclusionary. I apologize. Yeah. Now that the fruit jokes are out of the way. Hey, now. Oh, wait a minute. We have a whole hey new set now. of jokes to do. Hey, now. The lightning flashes, and you actually see the shadow of a figure in the lightning flash this time. And then the lights go off, and it stabilizes again. And there is a tall, gaunt man in a tuxedo with, like, a large cravat standing in front of you. He has a slightly hunched back. Hmm. I bet he plays a good game. Boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to give him a second to do his introduction. I know how these professional games are played, and theatrics are important. Welcome to my manor. It's nice to have you along. I'm the first of DJ Home Box Office's gatekeepers that you're going to be speaking to today. You can call me Deadstone. All, All right. right. <laughs> you got it, Deadstone. If you'd like to move past my room, we're going to have to play a little game. Yeah. And then uh, Jigsaw pops up on the screen. <laughs> I'd like to play a game. <laughs> it's a game I like to call 
the most terrifying thing of all. Family dinner. <laughs> all right. Hmm. Are you prepared to follow me into the dining room? Sure. I've never had a family or dinner, but this sounds great. Uh, is it on the second floor? That does not appear to be tank accessible. It's not on the second floor. The second floor doesn't lead anywhere. It's set piece. <laughs> Sorry to cut through it. I just wanted to be clear that we're not trying to stop people with treads from getting into the house. That's, <laughs> That's fine. This is all going to get want, edited out. We want to allow people. Yeah. So just between us, you know, DJ Holmes box office, he talks a big game, but he's not looking to cut anyone out of anything. So it's all here on the ground floor. All right, I'm ready then. Open it up, and it's just actually, like, raged metal, so. It's <laughs> <laughs> really going into detail. <laughs> Did you know that I have Do a degree? I have a degree in uh, theater tech, yeah. So, anyway, follow me on back. Let's, let's go have a seat, have some dinner. All right, sounds lovely. Sounds spooky. Spooky dinner. <laughs> So he brings you back through the double doors that were nested between the grand stairs. And you find yourselves in a large and magnificent, if dark, dining room. The plates right now are all empty. And there's almost more chairs in here than you can count. There has been space made for... Yugo and Oculus Vive, who don't have the ability to really <laughs> take seats. Yeah. But everything is set at the far end of the room. And Deadstone sits down at the head of the table and says, Please now, take a seat. I sit down. I'll pull up to the bumper. Yeah, I'll just roll myself over there. <laughs> now, we begin the dangerous game of family dinner. The food will be here shortly. While we wait. How was your day? Oh, God. <laughs> That's the worst already. I don't want to talk about my day. Ah, uh, The itinerary was, we went onto a truck. We were brought here. One of our companions is dead. Then, we got home box office to tell us that we were going to be competing. We came into this room... And then we found a giant fish. He enjoyed manners. We killed some gentlemen in that room. And then we came here. You greeted us. We came to this dining table. And that was our itinerary for today. Obviously, he wasn't asking us about the content of our day, but the character of our day. And you know what? It was fine. Thank you. How about yourself? So it was fine. That's all it was. I found Just out on the bully. You say that to me every day, Hugo. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how you're doing? Are they still bullying you at school? <laughs> no, I've been over that for years. I'm in college. You should know that. If you took the time to say hello to me in the morning, maybe I would try to take more time to learn what's going on with you. But you're always in the shower. I've got a lot to clean off. After a night's work, okay, 
Ugh, I, Why do you always have to be so judgmental? I didn't raise you to be like this. When's the food getting here? When it's damn well ready. Oh. <laughs> you you give me a lip one more time and this dinner's going south. You'll be going to your room with nothing. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Now you go. How was your day? I found my day to be pleasant. I acquired some treasure in a nearby room. What kind of treasure? Uh, it is a collectible lightsaber, as far as I can tell. It is still in the box. You better keep it like that. Oh, that's definitely the intention. Good. Make sure you put it in your closet when you get back so you don't get tempted. That's true. Do you have any AAA batteries? It requires them. You're always asking me for things. <laughs> you're, you're in college now, right? Uh, yes, yeah. So get a job. Okay. I pay your tuition. The least you can do is try to scrounge up 35 cents for some AAA batteries. That's how much they cost, right? Yes, sir. Good. Good. How was your day? My day was perfectly pleasant. I took the day off of work to stay here and prepare our fine home. I cleaned it myself. I I brought in the cooking staff. They're preparing our dinner. I spent a long amount of time in the afternoon, probably from about 2.30 until 4, thinking about your mother and why she left me. That was dark. But once I got over that, I was very excited to have you back. So, uh, all in all, a good day. How was your day? Teddy. We met a new friend. But it turns out I'm the bully. Wait, you're the bully? This whole time, I thought they were bullying me. But I lashed out first. I've got an important question for you, then. Oh, God. Were you the one who was giving shit to Hugo back when he was in middle school? Because I... <laughs> I can talk to my boy however I want, but you cannot talk to my boy in any way that you would like. For the sake of being honest to you, my not-father, yes, it was me. He licks his lips. The level of chapping that is on his lips become incredibly <laughs> apparent now as he taps his fingers on the table. You're going to want to choose the next words that come out of your mouth very wisely. Oh shit, it's the rolling toads. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to say about what you've done to my boy? Only that we're friends now? Yeah, yeah. He, he's somehow nodding vigorously in there. There's a bunch of jiggly eyes going up and down crazy. <laughs> behind greasy old windshields. Tech, 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 tech. Yeah. <laughs> As the pieces rattle about. If uh, a squirrel could sweat, he's sweating, and he's looking incredibly nervous with his dark, beady eyes over at a tank filled with tentacles and eyeballs. We're friends now, yeah. Best of friends. Uh, the best of friends. All right. I'm going to need you to make an interaction roll. It's <laughs> not good. It's <laughs> not a good roll. Um... So it's a two. Wow. Yeah. He takes a breath in and holds it for a second and puts his hand to his head. I invite you into my home. And I learn that you've been a liar to me. 
for how many years? How long has it been? How long has it been since you met Hugo and you you were abusing my boy? You piece of human garbage. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not human. You piece of near human garbage. Okay. <laughs> All right. You disgusting fucking muscle squirrel. <laughs> Oculus Vive is on his cell phone. Well, guess what? Dinner's here. The doors open and men in suits, wait staff with suits, men and women and creatures, <laughs> bring out various dishes um, and they, they lay them out at the table and set plates in front of everyone, serving things up. And Deadstone gives a look to the servers as they come in and they serve large helpings of various food onto Yugo's plate as well as Deadstone's plate. Oh, no. And then they actually, uh, one of them has wheeled in a cart with, which has drinks on it, and they reach under that, and they pull out this bucket, um, two blue buckets with various, like, unidentifiable greenish-brown slop that they then place in front of Oculus Vive and Teddy Rustbin flies are buzzing about them. That is the predominant sound you can hear right now amongst general silent clacking. Good. If you're going to act like animals in my home, then you're going to eat like them. It seems like you had this prepared. These slop bins. And we appreciate it, It's Dad. a penalty for the game. We're playing a game called Family Dinner. I don't know how family dinners worked at your house, but this is how it went for me, so this is how it's going to go for you. For some reason, I picture them mostly being eating garbage like that. Yeah, pretty much. That's wet. <laughs> also, I'm sorry, I don't eat. <laughs> so now you're going to insult me to my face. No. I don't eat. I can't. Say that to me one more time. It's a condition. I would also like for you to please make an interaction roll. <laughs> oh, I'm loving this guy. I'm going to ask him where he studied after this. No one kill him. <laughs> Juilliard. Choked. Oh, great. I got an 11. I'm going to let that one pass. This time, you speak up to me again. And it's going to be your head on that plate. <laughs> You know, raises a big beefy finger. <laughs> yeah, one beefy finger. I don't actually have it. You know what? <laughs> it's going to be a TV on a dinner plate, crackling and static and showing little frames of horror movies, but like an early 80s MTV commercial. Yeah. Now, are we all ready to say grace? Absolutely. Well, which of you would like to lead it this evening? Oh, may I? May I, please? Of course. All right. Now, do you want me to do this as a, an actual grace, or would you prefer that I roll something? I would like for you to say, well, you can roll and say grace, because then if you know how it, the general vibe of how this goes, it'll allow you to shape. So is this going to be an interaction? Yep. You got it. Somehow, I'm good at that. Uh, I have a 19, and that's going to add a plus 5 for my interaction roll, so I have a 24. Yeah, this is a very good grace that you've mm -hmm. given. Good grace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Blessed art thou, Arl, me... 
uh, ruler of the universe eventually, as soon as I get out of this thing. Thank you so much for the bounty of the delicious food placed in front of me and the garbage placed in front of my robot and my squirrel. Uh, once I get out of this thing again, I reiterate, I will conquer this world and all adjoining worlds. Blessed be I. Uh, thanks again to Deadstone, who is somehow my dad. And let us all enjoy this bounty. That's the kind of manners and the kind of faith that I raised you to have. Good show. Good show. Now, please, enjoy your meal. <laughs> like... Big beefy arm just comes out to a bucket, kind of picks it up, weighs it, <laughs> opens a drawer in the entertainment center, puts the bucket in there, closes it. Mm, yes, please. Delicious. <laughs> I, I will start sifting through that that bucket, looking for any solids really to pull out. Oh, like a whip, a tentacle snaps out of one of the uh, the portholes on the side of the tank, snags the entire plate, and, and drags it inside of the tank where, where noisy slurps and snaps begin to emerge. And Deadstone eats the meal in silent precision. He is carving very small bites off of <laughs> his pieces of meat and slowly bringing them up to his mouth. It looks like he's going to be here for a while. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, as you are getting to the end of your buckets or plates, <laughs> he's maybe a quarter of the way through his steak. As you're finishing out your part of the meal anyhow, what do you do? Well, it turns out there's actually a lot of beaks in here, guys. So I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm going to get seconds. I'm so full. I don't want any more slop. <laughs> Maybe if what? you were... did you just call my food cuisine? Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't want to impose on your hospitality. That's very kind of you. Maybe I misjudged you. You might be a good boy. Steak to dry lips. <laughs> <laughs> Please, you go indulge yourself. Oh crap. <laughs> Food's messed up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'm playing along. I'll signal to the uh, to the attendants and waiters and, and uh, indicate for seconds. Perfect. So they do bring you a second serving, and there is again cold silence as the meal continues. And as your round of seconds wind down, I would like for everyone to please make... A fortitude saving throw. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, I didn't really eat anything. It's slopping up your cabinet. <laughs> slopping up that cabinet real bad. I'm not actually sure what a fort saving yeah, throw is. I... Oh, yeah, you have to roll against our defense. Yeah. Oh, I do, do I? Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Yeah. I'm uh, used to uh, those 5e rules where you... No, yeah, you... Those 3e yeah. and 5e... Yeah, yeah, because in this in this one, saves are just a, a D10 high-low. High yep. Or D20 high-low, but you know what I mean. So that's uh, that's going to be a 19 versus Oculus and Teddy. And it is going to be a 21 <laughs> versus Hugo, who had seconds. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I've got a 15 for it. Yeah. So I got an 18. I'm definitely going down. Yeah. Okay, so 
there is a disquieting sense of sickness that begins to settle in within all of you. I can imagine how sickness might feel for Hugo or for Teddy, but what exactly <laughs> is this internal corrosion manifesting like for Oculus Vive? He hates having a slop in his drawers. It's like, it's getting everywhere. <laughs> Wood rot. Ugh. More more angry than ill. Just like, gotta get it out of me. Just gotta get it out of me. <laughs> Just deeply uncomfortable. Vibrating slightly. <laughs> okay. So, y'all are going to take a little bit of that poison damage. No! That's 11 of poison damage. Damn. I am super damaged. Okay. It's more than a little bit, man. Yeah. It's a little bit more than a little bit. Yeah, short rests are, like, rests are easy to come by in this game, yeah. so. I have now been bloodied. Oh, God. Blood starts pouring out of the cabinets. <laughs> Actually, I think everyone but me is bloodied. What do you mean you took half your hit points? Oh, yeah, I'm for sure bloodied. First level characters don't have a whole lot of heaps in this. No. So, the sickness settles into you and really, really just starts twisting up your guts. <laughs> this was... Lovely. Can I help clear the table? That's fine. The staff will take care of it. I appreciate you taking the time to have dinner with a lonely old dad like me. Remember, Hugo, you're welcome in my home anytime. As a reminder of that, I'd like to give you this key. And he drops a key and slides it down the table toward you. Your friends, they could use some work, but I believe that you're a good influence. Yeah, yeah. Keep trying, and you'll get them there. Uh, oh, thank you. I, I wish you could have met well, Slipknot. That guy could climb anything. Even my heart. <laughs> I, I bet. Is there a, a restroom? Of course, back out into the foyer on the left. Thank you. You're excused. Open drawer, take out bucket, <laughs> put it back down. That was most unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, that was Deadstone's room. <laughs> Let's take a short rest and Let's. also put a pause on the game. Yep. All right, so we'll do our short rest, which lets us spend healing surges if we want, which is uh, recovering 25% of your HP plus some bonus. I forget exactly how that works in this. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Confused. Short rest in this game are straight up. You get all your hit points back. That was the whole yeah. idea, is that you, after a fight, you go right back up to full hit points so that you can always uh, take on a challenge at full strength. Uh, Gamma World is a very stripped-down version of the 4th Edition engine. Yay! Cool. Okay. I damaged y'all for nothing. <laughs> Yay. Hey, it was for acting. It yes, was, it, it was, was for, for acting. For and, acting. And as soon as the cameras are off, I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, let's let's put a pin on this one, John. All right, we will uh, go ahead and end it there with our first key, and we will be back, of course, in a while with another episode. We will have the continuing adventures of the Midway Mashers as they make their way through the 
creepity, crawlity, haunted truck arena. <laughs> I love this arena. I'm going to be really honest with you right now. The idea of an arena that's always moving on a series of trucks is amazing. And it doesn't hurt that my alpha mutation is going to let me move a truck at some point. Yeah. Yes, that's, God. I've been thinking about that the whole time. I'm very excited <laughs> yeah. about that. If, if that fish thing had been more aggressive in the first round, my first thought was, I'm going to drain his swamp. Ah. <laughs> But <laughs> nope, there, there's some good stuff to be done with these trucks. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm super excited. So we will see you uh, whenever we do another one of these. Yeah, we'll try and get that out as soon as we can. Uh, and of course, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon, making this possible. Uh, this was, of course, our goal. And uh, you guys hit it and exceed it. And it was amazing. Thank you so much. And of course, if you'd like to support us anymore, you can go to uh, System Mastery on Patreon. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. And go ahead, support us at any level. It lets us do content like this and put out all of the other great shows that we do. And as always, uh, we, we want to expend, extend a special thank you to Quinn for running the game for us and for joining us in general. It's great to finally be on mic with him. Quinn's got a number of his own podcasts, including uh, Swallows of the South, Red Eyes, White Saber, and another one that I am forgetting the name of. Tales from Thetis. Tales from Thetis. Uh, also and, on the One Shot Podcast Network. Yeah, there you go. He's, he's on our network now. I don't even know if we're on our network. I can Who never knows? really tell. He, th th we certainly don't show up in their list of episodes. <laughs> we're, too, we're too big for that shit. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think he's shown up on more One Shot stuff than we have. <laughs> and we're in well, the network. I've been on so many of their shows. <laughs> I don't think they like us very much. Anything but campaign and backstory at this point, I think. And I'm, adventure. I'm almost 100% sure that James is the only person in the One Shot Network that likes us in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> and if he wasn't in charge, there's no way we'd be there. <laughs> And of course, we got to spend another special thanks to uh, to J to Brad for joining us. Uh, Brad has nothing to promote. Nothing. He's just happy to be here. Yeah. He's a good boy, though. I'm yeah. a good boy. He's playing a wonderful squirrel monster. <laughs> Try my hardest. We we like having him. So thank you, Brad. Thanks for for being here. And of course, we will be back with our continuing adventures. But until then, you have a good one. If you thought family dinner was bad, <laughs> wait for prom night next time. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> No, it'll be something else. You better make some preparations. There's no time for hesitations. Compile a list of tips. Get some friends together, cows together. You were great. Thanks. I really appreciate the way you guys worked with me there. I started flying off the handle a little bit. Uh, I could really feel the emotion sort of boiling up inside me, and I, I was hoping that it wouldn't turn any of you off, but you really rolled with it very well. Did you say you had a theater tech de degree? I did. I really wanted to go um, to London. After I graduated, I wanted to do a lot of stage work down there, you know. You get a lot of really interesting folks coming up with the theatre scene out there. And I was hoping that, you know, I'd be able to meet some up-and-comers and I'd be able to work with some really legendary theatre techs. Uh, I was actually doing some work on a theatre adaptation of uh, Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde when, you know, this all happened... Uh, Oh, absolutely. In my universe, I ate my London. Funny story. Really? 
Mm. How, it, how did they taste? A little past its prime, if I'm being honest. It is a city of 1,200 years. Did it taste a little fish and chippy? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> I don't have emotions. <laughs> He's terrifying. But no, so so you're a theater tech. I, I just... Oh, we ran with it. I felt the energy. I'm, I, I, there was no discussion beforehand. I didn't know I was going to be your son, and I just, oh, I feel so alive. It felt very natural in the moment. I was surprised with the choices that were being made, but I felt all of you with me. It, it's not every day that you get to work with people who are just innately supportive. Hmm. You know, you, you get in, and you can feel that energy building up, and it's just something amazing. And when you, you turned on me, I felt fear in my deepest nut. It was... Oh, wait, did you just say fear in your deepest nut? Yeah, you, you, yeah, you feel it in your nut. It's a squirrel idiom. Okay, okay, I'm just gonna, I'll let that one ride. Hmm. Uh, I was feeling positive about you, though. Um, I really felt, I could feel your fear, but I could also feel, feel your trust. And that's the most important thing. Is it? I'm gonna scare you. But I've got you, you know, my hands are on the reins. <laughs> Do you have a card? I'm considering a brief period of being a DJ between now and when I conquer all creation. Oh, absolutely. I always keep them on me. You know, uh, Homebox Office is a great guy to work for. He's incredibly professional. But sometimes I do worry about getting so stuck down in these sort of uh, horror or death motifs. I feel like I could be doing a lot more, you know? Yes, I have goop in my drawer. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking that one. Um, I was worried, actually. A lot of the people I get coming through here are organic, and so I'm able to get them to eat and stuff. I really appreciate your commitment. You know, um, you might be able to get whole box office to reimburse you uh, for any damage to the wood. Oh, good. I believe it's corrosive. Yeah, it, it's certainly corrosive. Uh, it's designed for that. We should get going, but yeah, I hope yeah. you kill the next guys. Me too, me too. I get a bonus, but here's my card. Thank you. <laughs>